Good afternoon, Norfolk State fans, and welcome to another edition of Sports Talk with Rags here in Season 3, Episode 62. And today, here we are honored here to have uh, former uh, Norfolk State head baseball coach and athletic director, Marty Miller, with us today. Coach Miller, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm very happy to be able to participate today. Well, th- well, thank you. Appreciate your your time. And uh, let's uh, let's start at the beginning here with uh, with you growing up in uh, in Danville and uh, leading. Um, you know where you were part of uh, Norfolk State uh, baseball there as a student athlete. Well, yes, I. Uh... Attended Sunday Langston High School in Danville, and uh, I was fortunate enough to play baseball. And you know, we, we did very well. Uh, in fact, we won the state championship my senior year. Nice. So, anyway, uh, Coach Eccles, who yes. was the baseball coach here, knew uh, my high school baseball coach, Coach oh. Allen. Okay. So I was encouraged to come here to North State to play, and I can tell you, I think it's one of the better decisions that I made. Yes, yeah, and you know the thing is, uh, Coach Miller. I mean, I've had uh, Scott Snyder and Claudel Clark and Joey Seal, a couple of uh, Norfolk State alums, you know. But the former guests that I've that I've had on here, it is just interesting how. Uh, the it's a, a small world here around the game of baseball and how networking i mean i mean here here you are growing up in danville virginia your high school coach knows coach Eccles, and then uh being a part of norfolk state uh baseball there's a student athlete i mean what uh what a start to a great uh a great university you were a part of both as a student and then as with a coach and then leading on the athletic director? Well, as you said, uh, I think as I reflect back, uh, I think that was probably, as I indicated earlier, one of the best decisions that I made to come to Norfolk State. Right. Uh, everything seemed to have worked out well. It was a great marriage between us, and I had great mentors here, great coaches, and the faculty here did a great job with us in our, in our academics right. because I was a math major oh, okay. uh, and I had to, of course, have the assistance of the math professors. You know, when I would miss class, they would work with us and, and everything just worked out well. Right. Well, that's, well, that's good. And, you know, when, uh, when time came to graduate there from uh, Norfolk State and you were the first Spartan to be a, be an All-American and an All-CIAA, their uh, selection in two years and led the nation in, in doubles there in, there in 68. But uh, you had an opportunity there to uh, play professionally there for the Minnesota Twins, right? Yes. Uh, let me say that my goal in life was to be a professional baseball player. Right. You know, that's one thing I really want to do because I love the game. Right. And when I came to North State, I had a chance to play against some very good uh, college players. And fortunately, I was able to excel in the game here, as you indicated, by becoming an All-American and, and led the nation in doubles. You know, I still think about that because 
because when you think about being the number one person in the country in the category, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's outstanding. Right. So it led to some great things for me. But what happened is I was also the cadet commander of the ROTC program. Oh, okay. So I was lead cadet. In fact, one summer I had to go to West Point Military Academy for a short period of time as an exchange cadet. Oh, so they were trying to destine me to be become a professional soldier. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so in the end, you know, I had a chance to, uh, after I had to put in some time with the military, right. after I put in a, a short period of time, I, I signed with the twins and I went to spring uh, training and one of the greatest experiences of my life. Uh, it just fortunate I couldn't do it for 20 years, play professional mm -hmm. baseball. So right. it worked out well for me. Yes, and uh, you know some of those uh, twins there. Uh, you know Rod Carew and Harmon Killebrew, and you know Oliva. Definitely, uh, definitely some uh, great players, and definitely a, a great organization. Oh yes, I mean think about being in an environment like that, right? You know, it, it was it was an exciting time, and like I said, I just felt that that was one of the best experiences that I've ever had. Because the day I walked on to that field as a professional baseball player, I really achieved my goal. Right. And uh, the only thing is, like I said, I wanted to play for twenty years, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, sometimes that doesn't work out that way. But at least I achieved that goal, and I felt fulfilled. Because after that, I had a chance to come back here to North State and make a contribution. Yeah, yes. And uh, with uh, preparing for this interview, I did, I did see that you um, that you did have a a job there in the city of Norfolk, but there was an opportunity there uh, to be the uh, baseball coach there at uh, there at Norfolk State. So you uh, took that and just took it and. And ran with it as you led the uh, led the baseball program there uh, thirty plus years, and that uh, you know that had to be a great feeling here with not only being a head coach of collegiate baseball, but also being a head coach of right where you used to be as a player. That's true, but the thing about it is that it was never my intention to become a coach. Right. That all happened by accident. In fact, I was working downtown when I was approached by the AD at that time, which was Coach Archie. Okay. Uh, because the current coach had accepted another job. Right. And they, the team was scheduled to start playing within two weeks. <laughs> so, so they asked me would I come over and work the team out to help prepare them for the season, right. which I did. Right. And look, but the thing about it, after the two-week period, I noticed no one approached me about the new coach. Right. So finally, I, I went to the athletic director and asked him, I said, where, where is the coach for the baseball team for this season? Right. Coach Archie told me, he said, well, Martin, I'm going to tell you this. He said, we stopped looking, you at the coach. <laughs> That's how I got into the coaching business. Right. Yeah. Yes. And you know, and and as and as as you led the uh, baseball program there, uh, CIAA, and then 
And then in the mid 90s, I think uh, roughly about uh, 95, 96 is when the um, is when the school athletic uh, department went from Division two to Division one, right there with uh, being part of the MEAC. Yes, we transitioned from Division two uh, to Division one. What people don't realize is that when I coach here, we had some outstanding baseball players. Right. They could play against anyone, and that's why we were so successful as a team because I had great talent. Even though right. we were a Division two program, right. we competed well against Division one programs. Right. So we were fortunate to have the caliber of players like the Uptons, Melvin Upton, who was yeah. a, a father of the Upton boys, who right. professional. Gotcha. I mean, I can, big male wearing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Terry Bradshaw, Eric yes. Cozier, these guys played professionally. Right. Uh, I can go right down the line. Ron right. uh, Dillard, these were some great ball players we had here. Right. So it, it was a great opportunity for me because I was in a great environment. You know, and the thing is, is here you were, as as a student athlete, you know, got to play professional baseball, came came back to Norfolk, you know, worked with the baseball team, led the baseball program. So you have definitely seen, you know, great talent here, here and you know, then it was the eight oh four, now it's the seven five seven. But you know, you've definitely been a part of the of of seeing the talent that has come through the Tidewater area, both high school and collegiate, with your experience. Yeah, that's true. And the thing about it is that if I remember correctly, we had about twenty five of my players that signed and played some type of professional baseball. Wow, uh, that was almost unbelievable during that period. Right. But as I indicated, we had some great talent uh, here, and these guys worked hard. They loved the game, and and, and they really wanted to win. So right. you were right. We had great talent. We had some great players, and it worked well uh, for our program. Right. Yes, and uh, you guys won about uh, 17 conference titles. And then uh, before they built the uh, baseball field there on campus there in 97, where where did you guys play before before then? Well, we had a field on campus at that time. Okay. It was not a very good field. Okay. So we made out, and like I said, the guys didn't complain, right. and we were successful on that. But so when the idea came up about building a new baseball facility, it was very exciting for us to right. be able to have a very nice stadium to play on because – the players deserve that based upon the caliber of teams we play. See, the other thing is what a lot of people don't realize is that when I coach, we play some very good Division One program like UVA, Wake Forest, Duke. Right. Right. I can go right down the line. Yeah. And we were very successful. Yeah. So we just need a better facility to be able to attract some of those teams to come here on campus to play. Right. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, UVA, UVA was not was was I mean, yes, they were in the ACC, but they were never uh, national 
powerhouse, you know, like, like they are today. I mean, I mean, and so it's, you know, uh, so, but with, uh, but with leading Norfolk state, I mean, uh, the new field there and, um, Hey, for a person that, uh, didn't want to be a coach. I mean, uh, you know, how did you feel when the school said, Hey, we have a, we have a name for the Spartan baseball field. <laughs> First of all, I was shocked. Right, right. Secondly, it was a big surprise to me because I, I didn't know anything about it and I didn't expect it. Right. And it was just an honor for the president, the board of visitors to want to do something like that in my honor. And it was very exciting, and and I and I still feel humble about that today because to think that the institution wanted to do something like that is a very, it's, like I said, it's, it just makes you feel good inside and and, and makes you feel like you were appreciated. Yes, and uh, there here in '97, I think uh, let's see, there w- was a longtime uh, Norfolk State president. Uh, with the last name of uh, Wilson, and I think his grandson and granddaughter are uh, very good athletes today. You got Harrison Wilson. He was the president during that time. And right. He he loved athletics, and, yeah. and you know he was a great coach himself. Mm. And fortunately, I, I had the opportunity to meet his family, Russell, when he was growing up, because they used to come here to the president's house on occasions, which I was invited to some of those events. So I had an opportunity to meet uh, his family yes. and get to know them. Right. Yeah, yes. And then, uh, you know, so after 718 wins and, you know, 30 plus years of uh, leading the program, then it was uh, then it was time to uh, do something else and get into uh, athletic administration there in Norfolk State. Let me tell you the story behind that. Okay. And now, most individuals will not believe that I didn't seek any of these jobs. (laughs) Uh, The reason that I became the athletic director is that our president at that time, Dr. Marie McDermott, had returned from a sabbatical. And on her first day back, uh, she called me and wanted to meet with me. So I was a little concerned because I said, here the president has been away for six months. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of the first persons she wants to see. I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I came over and met with her, and she informed me uh, during the meeting that she wanted me to serve as the, uh, really at that time, the interim athletic director because she wanted to make a change. Okay. Um, at first, I told her that I, I didn't want to do it. Right. And she kept explaining things to me. And so finally, I gave in and said that I would accept the responsibility. And I can tell you that that was a decision when I reflect back on it that I'm glad I did because of the outcome of some of the things that we've been able to accomplish and to achieve. Right. Yeah, yes. And, uh, during your time as a athletic director, I know that the uh, I know that the men's men's program there uh, not uh, had a big uh, big great win there in the NCAA's in the first round around uh, 
you know, uh, 2011, 2012 there against uh, Missouri. Yes. Uh, I mean, let me say, as the athletic director, that was one of the most exciting moments that I had to be in that arena right. uh, in Omaha yeah. uh, during that tournament when we won that game because the place, it, it was packed. Right. And on you know, national team. Right. Right. And and our guys played extremely well and they brought a lot of positive recognition to, uh for the university throughout the world. Yeah, yes, and uh, you know, and the basketball program is I mean, I know that Coach Evans moved on, but uh, you know, there to have an assistant, you know, um that was part of his staff move right up to being a head coach and what uh Coach Jones has done there with, uh, you know, uh, providing uh, consistency and improvement there in the uh, men's basketball program. Well, let me say this. You know, it was part of my philosophy as the AD that if I had an assistant that I thought could get the job done, I thought I should give that person that opportunity. Right. That's just not what's in basketball. I did it for track. You, you can see what Kenny Giles has accomplished in all of the sports, and just like with Larry Dickerson and the women's. Yeah, right. That's right. So all of them were assistants, but I believe if they are qualified, they're ready for that move. I believe in giving them the opportunity, and that was the one thing that coaches liked about me—not just at Norfolk State, but at other institutions—the way that I went about hiring coaches. Right. And I just felt that they had earned that opportunity. Now, I can also say that there are a lot of times when I made that decision, people wanted me to run me out of town. In the end. <laughs> 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 but at the end of the day, it speaks for itself. Right. Yes. And I know that Coach Jones uh, came on uh, earlier earlier this summer, and, and, he, and he definitely highlighted with what uh, Coach Vickers has done there for the Lady Spartans. Yes, yes, done outstanding jobs. And like I said, they were qualified to lead these programs. Right, right. And and the thing is, is the reason why an assistant of the previous staff, you know, to get the opportunity is to keep, you know, especially, especially nowadays with the transfer portal. But, you know, even then, you know, consistency where where people don't transfer and you know and then also you know an assistant already knows about the school already already knows about the uh about the program so definitely a great uh, a great interest there to give the assistant of a previous staff the opportunity certainly i, I believe in that and like i say it worked out very well for Norfolk State because when you look at our coaching staff, they're winning coaches, they're winning championships, and especially when I would say fans and others didn't didn't know that they could achieve these types of goals. But I was here every day with them. I had a chance to observe them. Right. So yeah. I knew that they could fulfill that uh, requirement. Right. Yes. And uh, and Coach Miller, I I appreciate your time, and I know that we met at the latest uh, Norfolk Sports Club uh, Jamboree. But, uh, you know, then my wife and I, we, you know, we're running a, 
a little bit late, but we but we did um, we did get tickets there through Aaron Round on being there for the uh, scholarship uh, scholarship dinner, and you know, and uh, definitely enjoyed hearing you speak. So you know how how do you how do you like the opportunity of speaking to these scholarship winners that are uh, you know the next generation getting ready to some some are repeat winners currently in college but you know definitely the young adult uh, students that you that you talk to i have been honored to be able to talk to high school students who are about to go on and to the college level right. uh, the event that you attended at the norfolk yard club yeah. where i spoke uh, to the scholarship winners for the Norfolk Sports Club Scholarship Committee. And I had also spoken at over the Old Dominion to the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame Scholarship Awardees gotcha. uh, this year as well. But the idea and the thing of it is, is that I feel that if I'm able to encourage students and to motivate them to become bigger and better and go beyond what they expect, then this is something that makes me feel like I'm making a contribution to helping someone else to step up to the plate and become something bigger than they expected. I never expect to achieve some of these goals and accomplishments. So someone believed in me. So we have to have someone trying to encourage our young people to go on and become the best at what they plan to do. So I enjoy speaking to these groups because, first of all, they they did very well academically in their schoolwork. And now they're about to go on to college to compete against people who are just as smart as they are. And they may, in some cases, may be even smarter, but they got to be able to learn how to compete in that environment. Right. So I, I look forward to it, and I really enjoy it. Yes, and the nice thing that I liked about the Norfolk Sports Club is I didn't I didn't realize how they how they um, you know open up their uh, scholarship uh, competition there to you know the um, the students there in Tidewater. I mean, there was a student from Suffolk. There was a there was a student that lived in Portsmouth and went to a went to a private school. I mean, it was more than just Norfolk that the Norfolk Sports Club. Uh, recognized well we are trying to expand our brand uh the Norfolk sports club because we want new members we want younger members yeah we want people to know what we are to do other than honor just the uh athletic component of what students do we are concerned about their academic performance so we want to try to attract and and also to improve our brand uh throughout this community Right. Yes. And, um, you know, Coach Miller, I know with, uh, you know, starting to follow uh, baseball in in 83, I lived in New York. And so I was a Mets fan while my dad and my brother are Yankee fans, you know. So I know that as I was growing up, you know, the Mets were in the NL East and you brought up a, a Spartan baseball alum. I mean, Terry Bradshaw, I remember when he 
when he played for the Cardinals and being a, right. being a Mets fan, we, we didn't root for the Cardinals, but he was definitely a great ball player. <laughs> well, Terry was my first, uh, one of one of my, first, well, he was the first of my players to make it to the majors. Oh, okay. And see, I recruited uh, Terry, um, because he was, had also been drafted or signed. I think he had been drafted by the Yankees and so many ago. And he was pondering whether he going to go to college or go on to play minor league baseball. So I was able to encourage him and his family to let him come play for me. Oh. And it worked out very well because Terry has had a great career. In fact, he's still in professional baseball. He's serving as a coach. Uh, for one of the professional teams now. Oh, he's still in the game, so he's doing really well. Nice, nice. And I know that Norfolk State basketball alum, uh, Bob uh, Dandridge, there was uh, recognized there when the Milwaukee Bucks um, won the championship. Yes. Well, we, like I said, we've had some outstanding uh, student athletes who come through our doors. Right, right. Yes. And, uh, Coach Miller, uh, appreciate your time. And I know with uh, having uh, a friend at work there, uh, Curtis Fennell, and um, he he's saying that his family knows knows you and your family. So it's definitely a, a small world here in the Tidewater area. Yes, it is. And like I say, because a lot of our kids grew up together. I mean, right. went to school together. They played on some of the same teams. So we have a close-knit community here, and it all helps not only uh, those individuals, but every citizen in this community. Yes. Well, hey, uh, Coach Miller, uh, appreciate your time to uh, share your story, and for and for uh, someone that uh, that didn't want to that didn't want to be a coach, wanted to be a professional baseball player. I mean, what a what a career you. you you had and uh, appreciate your time to come on my podcast. Thank you for the invitation. I've enjoyed it and uh, always willing to try to give back and make a difference. Well, thanks. And uh, all right, listeners. So that was uh, Coach Miller here on uh, today's episode. All right.